Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Oh, nice to bump into you. Guten Tag and bienvenidos, and thank you, dear listeners, for joining us for another edition of Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. My name is Nathan Hennenfent, and I'll be your host for today, where our contestants will reveal and defend their top five life surprises. Expect the unexpected, as you don't know what will be lurking around the corner as we explore those little moments that catch you off guard and those life-altering revelations that change your course forever. And in the den today, it's no surprise to find Brian Ernst. How you doing, Brian? Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome. My first time on a game show. <laughs> <laughs> and what a shocker, it's Mitch Brinkman. Hello, Mitch. Hi, yeah, I've been applying to be on the show for seven and a half years now, and I finally got on, and I'm and I'm not going to let my chance uh, go to taste. Waste. God damn it, I already <laughs> fucked it up. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to let my shot go to waste. Right, I'm, I'm going to take the one shot I have. So, okay. <laughs> Ready. Off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. All right. If, uh, if you tuned in last week, you will know that Uber Cinco is the proud sponsor of the no-hit Sherlock softball team out of Elmhurst, Illinois, and we will be reporting on their progress as the season rolls on. Here's a recap of this week's action. That's right, the no-hit Sherlock's finally took a stumble out of the embarrassment cave, bringing home a W for Papa Bizbear, rendering our investment worthwhile again. The 5-3 victory over where my pitch is at was put beyond a shadow of a doubt by full-time accountant and all-the-time slugger Joe Boomstick Peterson, but ribbies from the A-team Amanda and Allison started things off right. Defense was also on the menu tonight as our beloved no-hit Sherlock's turned a beautiful double play in the fifth and said, no entrado, muchacho, in the sixth as they threw out a runner at home, preserving their lead. And a stampede around the baggies from the 96-week-old milk-drunk third base coach Charlotte, the loose cannon Murphy, capped off the evening in style as the no-hit Sherlock's put a cherry on their well-deserved comeback. All right, if this is your first foray into the den, or if you need a friendly reminder, let's wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But... If both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Of course, I'm entitled to a house rule, which will be a surprise. And please remember, you can join in on the fun. <laughs> if you have a topic or fast five you would like covered on the show, or if you just have a question for us you would like us to answer, head over to bizbear.biz, send it our way, and don't forget to stick around to the end of the show for my fast five, where I will rattle off my definitive list of the top five doors of all time. All right. Mitch, you won the pre-show surprise contest this morning by waking me up by blaring Rise of the yep. Valkyries outside my window through a police loudspeaker, so you get to go first. 
Well, thank you very much. Um, my number five is one that uh, all my all my 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 friends, uh, my, my octogenarians, my older folks, my my bridge partners, <laughs> my folks that like to play the shuffleboard in the park, they're gonna know what I'm talking about. But I'm I'm preaching to you guys here today, and that is, you get older and you realize it's a big surprise. Antique stores are actually pretty dope. Oh. They're like a pretty cool thing to go in and explore. Hey, I heard that side. Don't you fucking dare, host. <laughs> Tell you what. I was just down in Alabama. I found an incredible new turkey platter for Thanksgiving. But this one's got an advantage to my previous platters. It's not breakable. It's it's metal. So when it, inevitably when I drop it by accident, because I've broken two platters previously. Oh, dear. Um, this ain't happening anymore. It's just going to be a big old clang, uh, clang and bang, and then I'm going to pick it up and put the turkey back on and serve it with a smile. So <laughs> Wait, you, um, you drop them while the turkey's like on the- it, and then you still serve the turkey? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do it in the kitchen, you know, in the servants' quarters, and people don't, you know, we're sitting at the dining room table, they don't see you oh, do so it. Nathan, are you not familiar with a clang and bang? Like, come on. <laughs> the, the five, both five-second rules are in place. If, it's, if you pick it up before yeah. five yeah. seconds, it's still good, and if you pick it up after five seconds, it's still good, yeah. Still good, yeah. Um, and if there are any cracks in there, pour gravy on it. Um, also, antique stores, obviously, it's history. You get to, like, look around and and check out people's old cool shit. Um, recently, too, I found a really great, um, I, I don't know if it was a painting or a photo or like a weird like magnetic impression. I don't know how they did those in the 50s, but of two haunted children right next to each other, <laughs> both like haunted and dead already. And it was such a cool uh, picture and it was like $80. And I was like, I, I think I need this. I think I need to get this. I texted Danny. I was like, this is incredible. These two haunted dead children reminds us of that Halloween costume we did a couple years back. We went as drowned <laughs> children one year. Um, and she was like, I love it, but do we actually want this in our house? Or is this just going to be like an overly creepy thing and we're like leaning into it too much? And I said, fair point, fair point. So instead, I spent that 80 bucks on a rocket cocktail shaker. It's a rocket <laughs> and it sits on your on your counter. It looks dope as hell. It's stainless steel, but then it's a cocktail shaker and that shit blows you to the moon. <laughs> I worked it in, my favorite catchphrase. So, um, also I like antique stores because I like talking to the old people that run them and they give you way too much information about like a teacup. They're like, "Did you know in the 50s uh, a, a German uh, uh, cup maker, uh, Larry Weinhausen, he used the best acrylic paints. When you, you're like, I, I don't care, Terry. <laughs> like, you, you can stop telling me about the teacup. Um, but you get, but there's also antique stores are always claustrophobic. Yes. So when they start talking to you, there's no place to escape. If you go backwards, you're just gonna knock over a shelf um, of dolls holding, you know, gardening tools or something <laughs> like that. So, um, yeah, antique stores, pretty fucking dope. And if they're multiple levels, even better. Um, if they've got a basement too, those are always interesting. So, um, and side hustle note for you people who don't have a lot of money, easy to steal from too. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, poor Terry and her teacups. That's my number five. Oh. <laughs> well, what a shame. It had to end on the, the theft note, but uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian. You, you're, 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 you're so proper, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to dirty up this podcast a little bit, you know, get some, get some scritch well, under your It started, mouth, started but. so wholesome with 
then we then we, we we ended up with dead children and and larceny from uh, the elderly. So that was quite a journey. Uh, Brian, it's over to you. Well, speaking of multi-level establishments, Mitch knows I've recently visited the Nutcracker Museum in Leavenworth, Washington. So that is two floors. So if you need to get your Nutcracker on, I highly recommend it. Um, Nine number five here is something that surprised my life recently. And this is learning that one of your best friends (laughs) you once respected now makes homemade dog treats. Now... So this was a big life surprise for me because I mean, there was just, Fair there point. Was just like so point. many notches getting knocked down from someone you like <laughs> and just the sheer nausea that comes amongst you when you think about him in an apron, pulling at these hot little treats and blowing on them, <laughs> cooling down <laughs> and then just watching just a beast just gnarl at it and just <laughs> you like that little guy you liked it that's the image i want to have in my head now this for the rest of my life mitch you have anything to say to this i will <laughs> it's so funny you say that because yesterday before uh i'm traveling i'm in minnesota right now i left i made him a fresh batch of biscuits and i did take one right out of the oven like fresh out of the oven broke it in half, blew on it and peeled it off and gave it to him. And he still was like, he did a weird, you know how like when you bite something and it's hot, you're kind of like, eh, eh, eh. he did that. And I went, oh buddy, I'm sorry. And I blew on it a little more. <laughs> so it was just the right temper. Okay. As adorable as that As adorable as that image is, this- I, I, I have a couple follow-up points to this, which is, yeah. Dogs will literally eat out of the trash, so I don't know if this is just the best use of your time. And also, this is the this is the only thing that you have made in the kitchen that you have later picked up out of the grass in poop form. <laughs> well, there was that one time. <laughs> At least to my knowledge. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is definitely I had to make my list cuz I I mean it's the biggest surprise of my most recent life. So Do, oh, okay, okay. Like how much, I'm, 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 what's the question? Here? How much do you, is it, is it a hate or is it a disgust? Are you, do you feel shame for me? Do you pity me? It's a little what's bit of the, shame and pity, or, but I mean, it truly was a surprise. This is, this is the one person I wouldn't <laughs> think would do this ever. And it's just a complete shift. And remember a few you episodes think, back you when you compared it, to having a dog to raising children and Mr. Lovingood scoffed you off. <laughs> it's like, I got three damn kids. What are you talking about? The dog is the same. Like, I bet you he's uh, not even taking so the time to make baked goods. He doesn't have time. He's got three of them. Jeez. Well, you know, let's let's not put commentary on Alex Lovingood's time choices here, because uh, when I'm a father of three, I will make baked goods for my children. It will happen. It, that, that, that's I, what's, that's, I, I does that mean you'll stop still be making them, them for, for Waldo? The dog. <laughs> yeah, will you stop making them for Waldo is the question. Well, no, because Waldo's treats are so high quality that people can eat them too. I always, I always try one biscuit myself. Oh, if you eat a goddamn dog treat, <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, you I don't. I don't care. This podcast. I don't care how sturdy the platter is that they're served on. I'm not eating one. <laughs> no. All right, not Brian. At all. Brian, you're getting three points for this because I'm just as shocked as you are. And 
uh, Mitch, I, I I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two points uh, only on the basis that I don't want okay. to admit I'm that old yet. Um, maybe I am, but just for my own dignity, that's that's two points, and we'll we'll go back to you for your number four. Sure. Yeah. Um. So my number four is finding out that uh, your neighbors could see you through that one window this whole oh. time. Uh, and um, you know. You, you, like you thought the angle from their living room to your fridge it's 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 the window in my in my kitchen um you thought it was like just enough of an angle where they couldn't see you um but turns out during all of quarantine they've been watching you um pass time by dribbling just a little bit of half and half on your chest <laughs> like a plinko board and just trying to get it down to your belly button for the for the big prize um also, maybe when you are like naked in the kitchen, uh, getting snacks, um, or baking dog treats, uh, ba- uh, baking dog treats. Um, uh, what else? There's, um, you know, just doing embarrassing Whoa. things in the kitchen, and it, whether fully clothed or not, <laughs> and uh, and then one day you're like, oh my god, they could they could absolutely see in here, and you just feel. Well, I, I don't feel violated because they're not doing it on purpose. Like, I'm the one who should just close my blinds. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like, whatever, man. Let it fly. Let it fly. And I, I, I made this realization when Danny told me. She's like, you know they can see you, right? <laughs> like, that, that angle's not sharp enough. And I did some I, – I, I set up a little uh, a little camera phone, and I like, took some footage. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, they can, they can definitely see you here <laughs> they can, way more than I thought. They can see you in, so. the, in the embarrassing act of making – the homemade dog biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I was, yep. Just I was that. Just of, making homemade dog biscuits. Nothing else. Was, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking of, I've been on both sides of the coin here in uh, a much, sure. much more classically embarrassing scenario. Uh, the first was yep. uh, as an adult many, many years ago though, but it was here in Chicago uh, at a, uh, then girlfriend's apartment who lived across from a uh, fairly uh, well-known hotel that had a bar like on the same level. And we started to, to get a little frisky in, in the living room and then uh, realized that the, the blinds were, were up and we turned and looked and there was a couple who <laughs> were like eye level with us across the, like it was like across the street, but they were, we were like right on the same, uh, altitude Plain and they, they they raised their yeah. glasses to us <laughs> which i thought was was classy and then <laughs> a little classy. a little what hotel is it this? was the hyatt i think on uh wacker drive nice wait is this oh wait, is it that this is like a downtown yeah, apartment yeah. You're, you're on like like floor 20 no or we were, we're like oh, on the, like okay, the second okay, or third okay. floor but uh, then a, a much okay, a much okay. scummier instance was when i was in college and was visiting friends at western illinois university in macomb and oh, the uh, cheap student apartments there, we were standing on a balcony and sort of like across the way, there was a guy who was, uh, well, he was alone and <laughs> he was, yeah. he was well, like right within our view and uh, <laughs> carrying on. And then <laughs> when we we're, were like, okay, we know, we know how we're going to handle this. And uh, so as soon as he... Uh, did, did you watch him finish the painting? <laughs> well, no. I, I didn't, but somebody was like, okay, okay, he just stood up. And then we all just started cheering wildly. <laughs> and he just you could see his face turn red. And then he just walked over the window and took a bow <laughs> and walked away. So, 
<laughs> oh, that's amazing. So yeah, I mean, maybe the the, the next time. My, the, the next time my neighbors catch me uh, finishing off the Chinese leftovers, just <laughs> huddle over the sink like a rat, you know, just uh, turn and be like, yes, thank you very much. Uh, my brain yeah. immediately oh, thought boy. finishing the Chinese leftovers was a euphemism for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. You know, we, just, we just love Chinese. <laughs> oh, boy. Woo. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah so that's my number four take it take it or leave uh, it uh or watch it that, you want to that's, <laughs> that's that that's a classic brian uh you, you got yep. you got your work cut out for you to top that i do i do i do but i think this this one would be a genuine life surprise if this happened to me and this would be uh coming across a feral child and raising it as your own um this would be <laughs> <laughs> Just picture the scene like you're you're walking home from like a TJ Maxx or a grocery store. You got your bags in your hand and you pass a little forest preserve area and like a little Tarzan baby just kind of just appears. And you're just like, mm-hmm. it's like scared and it's like kind of like looking back, but it like walks like on all fours and it just kind of like hisses at you a little bit. And you're just like, it's OK, bud, come here. You want some chips? And you want some <laughs> chips? And he trusts, starts to trust you. And then. He runs away, but then you come back the next day and the relationship builds as you start giving him more healthier food. Then you leave a bag of clothes from the TJ Maxx and he starts so like a fresh baked biscuit, oh, maybe something like no, that. No, I would never like do that to a feral kidneys? child. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I would never do that to a man or beast. And then <laughs> as he starts to finally trust you, then you're just like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to enroll him in school. And then you bring him to kindergarten and then you watch him grow up and then then all of a sudden he just really can't break away from his beastly ways and he starts swinging to school and all this stuff happens and he becomes like a superhero or something like all the things you could do with this feral child is pretty amazing wow. um you got to find a way something to do with his with his skills but i think like uh making him become man i think would be a, a, a genuine life surprise that i would like to be a part of someday it sounds wow. sort of like a kidnapping <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He was raised by wolves. So it's not a kidnapping. He mm. just was lost. Somebody lost him. And then I found him. <laughs> I didn't take him. I found him. It's he different. ran away because he was he was very confused by the wolves taking the time to bake him a homemade birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> Think of going to a national park and uh, seeing like I remember yellow-bellied marmots were often in I think it was Yellowstone, and they would just sit on the trail side just waiting for cookies and chips. Yeah. And I just like God, you have been ruined. You are a, <laughs> a wild animal has been ruined by the the Nabisco Corporation and Lay's. But man, are you cute? <laughs> and then we gave him some chips. And on the way back on that hike. It was laying on its back in the sun, crumbs all around it like it was in a goddamn food coma. Now imagine it might have died from a sugar rush. But imagine I don't know, how but. cute that would be if it's a little kid. <laughs> and not only yeah. that, you get to get to keep it. Sounds like, like that's pretty fun. Sounds imagine, like that moment was going through a real Imagine rough the divorce. diarrhea though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Brian, what's the best case scenario for Go this on. kid? Like, what's his career when he when he grows up? I mean, I feel like firefighter is probably a good one. He doesn't need the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Just scales a building. 
<laughs> jumps down with like six people on his back and lands on on two legs, no problem, like parkour. And he's like, "I did it." Okay, that would that Thanks, would be pops. pretty cool is to this, see. Isn't this part of the? Isn't this part of the plot from Jonathan Taylor Thomas's film Jungle to Jungle? Uh, that was not. No, I'm just Jonathan Taylor know. Thomas. <laughs> Jungle to that ju- no, that was something else. That was with Chevy Chase. Jungle to Jungle is the one with Tim Allen. Oh, I don't know oh, the name of the Tim kid Man. from Wait, Jungle it, to Jungle. There were two movies that were almost okay. identical <laughs> in plot from that same About time. Kids but. coming from the jungle to the city, and yeah, That's, yeah. I will, I will do some research in, in our number three and make sure I find that title for our royal audience. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> can't leave without Thank knowing you, yeah. that today. Yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, you gotta. Well, yeah. uh, Brian, that that just confused me beyond words. So I'm I'm gonna go with uh, with just one point for you there. <laughs> I, You're missing out. You're missing out, bud. <laughs> and then then Mitch, Mitch, uh, easy three points uh, on that one. That's uh, an endless that opportunity for hilarity with that scenario. Uh, and Mitch, <laughs> it's, it's back to you for your number three. Sure. Uh, my number three. Uh, it's it, it's a quick, uh, painful realization, and that is. Uh, hammers can break through bone very easily. No, um, <laughs> sorry, I just just inspired by my by my creepy uh, processing workshop background here. Uh, no, number three is a it is a truly unexpected surprise birthday party. Um, oh boy, I've I've only had one of these, and I was I was utterly surprised. It was um, it, it's a feeling that I've never experienced. At any other point, maybe maybe one similar thing was like oversleeping for a flight down to Florida uh, for the Patonk Open, where I felt like my chest was like just closing up and those like anxiety and stuff. That's how much anxiety I felt when I walked into my own surprise birthday party. Had no idea it was happening. Everyone had raided my closet and put on my ties and like my <laughs> shirts and stuff. This is in college, and I only wore like dress shirts and ties because I was that that asshole. Um, but. Uh, and uh, Nathan, you were there. I was. Weren't you? I was there. You were there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't, I don't know if I'd met Brian yet, but um, it, it, I, it, it's it's so uncomfortable because when you truly get surprised like that, you can't enjoy it for like the first 20 minutes. Like you have this like tightness in your body that has to like loosen up. And so like, you know, you do two shots of whiskey and chug like three beers quick and then like it helps a little bit. But um but what was weird about this surprise party is that uh, it, my my girlfriend at the time said, oh, I threw this surprise party for you. And she had her her friends like walk me around the city to like get me out of the house or whatever, which also I should have been like, why are weird Brent and Tyler walking me around Lincoln Park? Why aren't we just taking the bus? Like they love the bus. Uh, they take the bus all the time. Why are we walking all the way back to my house? I should have, you know, me dummy not didn't re- realize that. But she tried to take full credit for this party. And then like months later, I found out that it was other friends' ideas. And she was brought the idea last minute and was like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> and turned out everyone else had taken care of things and like made sure there was, you know, chips and, and pretzels and, and dip and cheese and, you know, dog celery treats. sticks and buffalo wings and dog <laughs> treats and, you know, peanuts and M&M's and peanut M&M's and Skittles it would take a, and uh, quesadillas. And, yeah. It would take a lot of effort to surprise you on your birthday. Your birthday is New Year's Eve. so It is. So surprising yeah. somebody with a party on New Year's Eve, that takes some doing. 
Well, so, okay, so, and so here's the trick is that it wasn't on New Year's Eve. It was like oh. the weekend after or something like that or before. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting it. Um, and because my birthday is New Year's Eve, I normally don't like my birthday. I don't give a shit about it because it's not my day anyway. So even if people are like, you know, in person, like, happy birthday. Oh my God. But like, no one's actually going <laughs> to come over to my house because it's my birthday. They're like, no, fuck you. I got New Year's Eve plans. So <laughs> I've, um, I've saying happy so birthday I, to you on many you know, a New Year's Eve. So I've. I'll, I'll yeah, take some no, no, for no, that. no. I, I'm, no, no, no. Yeah, Nathan, you. I mean, you are. You're. You're in the top. You're. You're in the gold. The gold level uh, of of Mitch. Um, birthday I would numbers, like to but, share uh, my uh, my traditional yeah. gift to you that I used to do back uh, in the day. I would yep. get you one sure. one Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, and one <laughs> bottle of Andre, mm-hmm. the beer of champagnes, so we could <laughs> do the official <laughs> New Year's champagne <laughs> toast. Because <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I could afford. I, <laughs> you, you also you you always got a lot of great cards. I remember one year you got a card that was just like a, like a total beefcake, like male stripper on it, <laughs> and I, I can't remember what you put in it, but it was really really funny. And of course, and you always end the card with like uh, like. May God bless you, or like, don't forget to go to mass tomorrow, or something like that, or, so, or like, forever blessings from Father Pat, you know, passing them along. Sincerely, Nathan. So yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you guys ever had a surprise birthday party, but it is it, it like knocks you off your center for a good amount of time, and uh, I mean, I, I I had a great time, but then the, finding that that thing out, the truth of the matter, months later, it felt kind of dirty. I was like, oh my God, that was like kind of manipulative. Um, and then, you know, so it was like, it was like a weird, it's a weird taste that was left in my mouth, you know, from eating all those the M&Ms, the Skittles, <laughs> and the pretzels. There, there is, before you start listing, there is one the other story I want you to share. Is you, you, sure. you threw a surprise birthday party that, uh, the great American surprise party back when we lived in the ranch triangle. Oh my God. That's and the right. setup on that was, yes, was right. borderline cruel. And I played a role in it, but I'd like, <laughs> I'd like you to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> this and this actually this was for the girlfriend that that that, uh, that took credit for the surprise birthday party for me uh f- she came over and originally it was going to be on the lakefront and uh she was in acapella so it was like trying to wrangle 30 college people to get to the lakefront i was like Ugh. this ain't fucking happening no let's just do it at our house and so um she i told her, yeah come on over let's hang out you know then we'll figure something out just very vague, you know, like really good college boyfriend work. I'm just like, I don't know. Let's figure it out. Drink beers. We'll figure it out. She comes over and our house is re- incredibly clean. Should have been a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was the first time. And we're playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're playing FIFA. I don't get up from the chair or even turn to say hello to her. My eyes stay glued on the TV and I say, hey, how's it going, Emma? Hey, uh, we just ran out. Can you grab a couple more beers for us from the fridge? And she goes, uh, okay. And then walks into the kitchen where everyone was hiding. And then, you know, surprised the shit out of her. And that's a good setup. Because I was, I didn't turn around. To, like, I was trying to look at her out of the corner of my eye, but I didn't want to give anything away but like the look on her face when yeah. we didn't acknowledge her and asked her to go get beers for us was <laughs> i i thought she was gonna murder us <laughs> but luckily though the walk it, to the kitchen it, was only like six feet so it was only a second or two yeah. before the, the yeah. tension was cut and our kitchen was yeah. about the size uh, of uh, a closet so cramming all those people <laughs> in there was not easy 
was not large. Yeah, it was. I I I remember people you know could easily get cornered in there um, by like you know people who talked uh, just like the antique store, nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, um, nowhere to but, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you, uh, if you so, open yeah, the oven, was, you had to open my bedroom door just to have enough room to <laughs> get both going at <laughs> yeah. once. Uh, anyway, we we got to move on to Brian for your number three. Take it away, Brian. All right. Before my number three, it was Man of the House. You were thinking of oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Okay. Uh, not Jungle to Jungle, starring Sam Huntington. So thank God we oh, got that Jesus. out of the way. Uh, number three. Um, this would truly be a surprise to me, especially as someone who didn't grow up religious. This would be losing my entire family to a religious cult. Um, oh boy! This would be real scary, especially with all of these Netflix documentary yeah. series I've been watching lately. Nathan, I took your advice and watched Murder Amongst the Mormons, and uh, that kind of feels like a religious cult sometimes. <laughs> and not as much as drinking the drinking the Kool Aid or anything like that. But if I saw. Mm-hmm the slow slip into the the palms of somebody else who was starting to manipulate my family members. I feel like that would truly be the biggest life surprise because all of a sudden now family dinners would start to have these weird conversations of like, well, if you, th- if you thought about it this way, it actually blah, blah, blah. And those would be like your first telltale signs. And you'd be like, all right, that was mm-hmm. odd. And all of a sudden, yeah. dad starts dressing with like very specific button down shirts that are tucked into khakis. And you're like, what? That's not him. He used to wear Zubas. What's going on? That's, that's not typical of dad. Zubas. And then mom starts wearing like a bonnet or something from Handmaid's Tale. And you're like, what is happening here? And you should have saw the signs way earlier. And then all of a sudden, they're like, we're moving to Idaho. And you're like, what? What's oh, no. there? <laughs> Everything. The answers to everything. A gun range. It's a gun range in Idaho. We're moving to. It's somewhere because nobody knows anything about Idaho. <laughs> it's there somewhere, and you're just like, okay, I, I guess. Bye. What are we gonna see you for Christmas? There is no Christmas. We 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 won't make it to Christmas because we're going to see Heavenly Father. And you're like, what happened? How did I lose grip of this situation so fast? I, it was I, only like six months. It would be truly shocking to see your family stop with Christmas because the, the Ernst home, the decorations yeah. at holidays are, they put uh, uh, the house from uh, Lampoon's vacation to shame. Yeah. My dad doesn't yeah. decorate. He is an illumination specialist, as he likes to be called. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, he goes full Griswold every year. Uh, and that's pretty much the guarantee Christmas gift to give him is just give him something with lights that plugs in just to add to the collection. <laughs> and if you could actually find I, the uh, old uh, 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 plastic molded things that take the light bulb in the back, if you can find those anywhere, because now they just those are so expensive. <laughs> those used to be three dollars oh, at sure. Target. And now to try and find those because nobody wants those anymore. Like If you could find those, that's that's the thing. When those get thrown away, that's when I know he's been assumed into a religious cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your dad. I think I think we need to start calling him Daddy Christmas probably here soon. Because Daddy like, you know, Christmas, he, he, bring us the money. He grows that beard, and he's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. If, if I want that okay. beard oh to get down God. to his belt line, this is his plan. He's been trying to morph into Santa all along. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe it took me this long to think about it. Oh. I just wanted to throw in another Tim Allen reference there just to keep it going. 
<laughs> All right, uh, Brian. Uh, from from suburb to slay, the uh, new film from Christopher Columbus, starring Rickers. <laughs> what a one sheet! That would be such a great one sheet. This is the silhouette of my dad, the giant beard, the houses shrinking in the background as a giant sleigh flies overhead. Oh, amazing! Uh, well, I, I, that was I was I was only going to give you two points, but then uh, bringing it home with a lighthearted. Uh, idea for your dad starring in the santa claus reboot that's that's gonna be three points and mitch uh <laughs> both both stories of you attending and throwing a surprise party also worth three points so we'll head back to mitch for his number two uh, i'd also like just to, to put another feather in my cap at that surprise party i threw one of the the um the the revelers uh, got so turned, she was grinding on a pole outside and thought it was a human. So, pretty good party, okay? Yeah, yeah. I remember. That's impressive. That was, that was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, okay, my number two is, it's, it's, it's similar to finding money in your jacket when you take your winter coat out next season, but this is a little different, it's a little switch up here. And that's when you're putting on your fancy suit again, the one you only wear to weddings, uh, or you know, very formal occasions, and you find in the inner breast pocket of your uh, of your blazer, a like a beer uh, coaster or a beer koozie from a wedding you went to prior, uh, and maybe you pull the koozie out and it says like you know the hunt is over, Brian and Katie, you know uh, August twenty fourth two thousand eleven. You're like, <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I still have this camo beer koozie that was the official wedding present um, in my in my inner pocket. Um, or like or a coaster from a bar you went to after the wedding and it just it brings back all those memories uh, whether uh, clear or opaque they are um, of that night of that time and it gets you gets you in the mood it gets your hips loose and your booty ready for shaking at another wedding which I really love um, and it, it doesn't you know obviously finding cash is cool because you're like I'm 20 bucks richer all of a sudden but this is like this is more important this is about <laughs> filling your heart up with great memories you know, of just like drinking eight cups of Boone's Farm and then doing a shot of Jaeger with your aunt um, <laughs> before you split your pants trying to show off on the dance floor, you know, for like third cousins. So finding a finding finding remnants of an old wedding, always a good time, always a nice walk down memory lane. And uh, that's my number two. So did you, did you, is this something you forget about every year, the same koozie? Because you said 2011, that's that's 10 years ago. So do you just somehow trick yourself into forgetting it and surprising yourself the next year? And do you, or do you move it from suit to suit? Because I don't think you're wearing the same suit that you wore in 2011. Well, no, I mean, yeah. Cause I, I've got my, my YSL herringbone suit that I wore. Uh, I've got my uh, Brioni gray shark skin suit. I wear sometimes, or maybe, you know, go, go with the Ralph Lauren Navy blue, kind of a business suit. I wear that sometimes. Um, but no, th 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 that was the one, the one big surprise. This was in the, uh, in the, sh the gray shark skin suit, but then yes, it did move to another jacket and then it moved into my koozie collection. So, but it is always, it reminds me of that wedding when the DJ had to stop the groom from taking off additional clothes during the um, garter removal, where he removed the garter from my cousin's leg and then began to strip for her and gave her a grinding like stripper dance. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, his his pants were open, the zipper was down, his shirt was off, he was just in a wife beater, uh, and he was about to take his pants off. And then DJ had to be like, "Hey, guy, you have to stop." There are there was. <laughs> At least 40 kids at this wedding. Yeah. Oh, and there were boy. kids running around the dance floor as he was stripping and grinding on my cousin. It was incredible to watch. It was at one hell of a wedding. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, so it just it makes me think of those things, you know, and how they only served Coors Light that was <laughs> um, for beer. You couldn't get any other beer except for Coors Light. So it kind of reminds um, me of the Shasta wedding we attended that one time. Oh, the sh- goddamn Shasta wedding! We were texted a picture of the invitation two days before Correct. and invited that way. We were yeah. not even truly, yep. really invited, and we get there, and all of the food is being served buffet style on paper plates. And the only thing to drink was either tap water or Shasta soda out of three liter bottles from the dollar store. Yep. And we were like, when the water wasn't out. I had to ask for water. They had to go to the back to get a glass of water. And when we sat thing. down and the look on Mitch's face, like we got invited to a goddamn Shasta wedding <laughs> and it's such a great summation of so many things. Everything can be a Shasta wedding now in a bad situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Well, Shasta. Oh, I hate going to weddings. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, what's your number two? My number two is, is, is sheer luck of growing up in the Chicago suburbs in the 90s. This is where what the life surprise you could never plan for is getting to witness all that is Michael Jordan. This is growing up in the age of Space Jam, in the age of the NBA being what it was. It was so exciting. Somebody like me got into basketball. Can you believe it? Only (laughs) the person who could do that would be Michael Jordan. I didn't give a shit about anything, but Michael Jordan (laughs) sucks me in. I want the shoes. I want to watch the movie. I need the Space Jam comforter. I need the matching sheets and pillowcase. I need the photo that I have of of baby Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, and Michael Jordan all looking up at the stars, (laughs) the constellation of the bulls up in the sky. This is the thing I needed, and I got to witness this. My chance of being a human on this planet at that time is one in a trillion minimum and i got to experience that what you got to say to that nathan three points <laughs> Woo! god damn it i, I agree no, with and- i agree with every word and i could go on for uh as everybody knows about another three hours on that but i won't i'm just gonna give you the three points and we'll we'll move on because that was i mean you just all it's just pure facts all it was was facts Sometimes on this show, we're just about facts. Infotainment, I've always called it. Today, Brian's spewing facts. Three oh. points to Brian. Mitch, you you depressed me with your, your wedding tales. And and I can only give depressed? you one point. What are you, okay, hold on. Hold on. You don't like going to weddings. How the... F- I'm going to say it. How the fudge is that possible? <laughs> you know? I, I Free food. Hopefully, it's good food. Free food, free drinks, dancing. Shasta? Uh, you know, of... Shasta available people to flirt with? That's your favorite shit? A lot of that is is fun, but it's overwhelmed by the fact that somebody always embarrasses themselves, and I always get that feeling of secondhand embarrassment, and I don't like watching other people embarrass (laughs) themselves, and it's just inevitable. I know at some point in the night it's going to happen. I dread it, so I just can't fully relax and have fun. Well, I, I'm sorry I have splashed secondhand embarrassment on you so many times in my life. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. That is true. Secondhand wow. embarrassment. It's the worst feeling. 
Oh God! Your 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 legs have been wet from the shins down ever since you met me, and I apologize. All that second. Oh, <laughs> it's been it's been a long sixteen years. <laughs> All right, Mitch. Mitch, let's hear your number one. Wow. Uh, my number one is is how red your face just got. It's matching the holes on your shirt. No, um, my number one is it's a tale as old as time, you guys. It's all about love. It's all about finding the counterpoint to your soul. Thank you, Owen Wilson, uh, Wedding Crashers. Um, <laughs> and that is the biggest life surprise for me has been that Jenny Doherty and I are never going to marry. Um, Jenny and I met, oh, in third, no, first grade, Jenny, 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 spelled with an I-E, not a Y, mm. that's, that's, that makes her different, <laughs> um, her hair was kind of long, but like just short enough, you know, and her dad worked at Nike, he was a Nike like regional sales rep guy, so she always had a bunch of dope Nike stuff, so that was really cool, and as you just said, this connects perfectly michael jordan was really popular at the same time too so nike rose her stock rose uh her vision of or my vision of her and my just rose with it um (laughs) she had little she had sparkly gems for eyes they were just so bright and so full of life um and she was so good at reading she always you know she's a great reader she always did her homework she's also the best basketball player at our school too um any girl and so i was it's just this crush this crush was there and it developed into an intense love and i would talk to her every now and again then finally it happened in sixth grade we dated for uh i guess we never ended it technically i guess we're still dating (laughs) there's still hope wow there's still hope. You've been, you've Jenny, been cheating on there, her pretty uh, hardcore for decades now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been, I guess. I guess that makes me a player. I guess I'm like I'm like uh, Bill Bellamy from Def Jam's How to Be a Player, running running multiple women at once. I guess. But Jenny was like, she man, she was so great. She was so cool, and her eyes were sparkly. And um, <laughs> it's like her eyes had like a light from within that came out and just boo grabbed your heart and just held on. You know. No matter how rough the ride, just kept holding on. Um, and the peak of our relationship, we were at a dance, St. Luke's Auditorium. This is before they put the rules in place so you could get close and sweaty. Grinding was really cool then. Uh, this would have been 1998 maybe. Carl uh, Malone and the Utah Jazz had just won their first championship. <laughs> and... <laughs> it's Jenny's birthday, the day of the dance. So I think I got to wow. make her something from the heart. I got to show her how much she means to me and how strong we will be from that moment on until the day we die holding each other's hands. And so I made her a hemp bracelet that I that I weaved myself. I put wow. her name in it, a J, an E, an N, an N, and an IE. Made her different, made her better, made her special. <laughs> And I put it in a white envelope. <laughs> I sealed the envelope. It was one of those good envelopes. You can't see through it. It was a security envelope. Mm. Very nice. A little nicer than normal. Yeah. And I wrote. Also, I uh, I, I didn't sign up for um, uh, electives soon enough. So I was in a calligraphy elective with four other kids. So I was doing calligraphy at that time. <laughs> so I calligraphied her name, Jenny. J-E-N-N-I-E. Very special. On the outside of the envelope in blue marker. 
And in like the middle of the second dance, it's sitting in my back pocket. And I'm sweating. It's just like the the envelope's getting wetter for every minute that passes. And I, and the, and it's a um, uh, your 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 love is like a river, so deep and so blue. I think that's in sync or Backstreet Boys or something. And I stop like three quarters way through a song. I'm like Jenny, happy birthday. I made you something, and I gave her this crumpled white envelope <laughs> with with her name with name on it, and it wasn't very straight either. And she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then immediately, all of her friends were watching us because we were like yep. the hot couple that week. And then they come in to like see what the the, the, the gift is, and I just back up because this is now my role as the guy is just to back up and go away and wait till the girls you know look at the thing and talk about it. And she opens it up, and I've never seen four to five young women turn and look so sad about a gift in my entire oh, life. No. <laughs> Jenny wore it. Jenny wore it for a couple of days. She was very nice about it, but her friend, you could just tell. I was like, oh, that didn't work. That was not, that 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 got to the warning track, but that was definitely caught for the third out this inning. Oh, yeah, no. I almost won the game, you know? Um, I'm trying and, to, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think what, what's the most romantic gesture I did in middle school. Nathan, can you think of yours? <laughs> Jeez, I, I was I, hopeless I, at that time. In seventh grade, I think I dated uh, this girl named mm-hmm. Emily, and it happened to be over Ooh. Valentine's Day for one time. And I remember I got, I made sure to sneak into our class. I bolted because we had to change classes, obviously, in middle school. I bolted from my last class through the halls to make sure I got there before her so I could set up Hershey Kisses in a heart on the desk and put a piece of paper over it said look underneath for a surprise (laughs) i think that was that was the closest thing i got to making a hemp bracelet in middle school but uh yeah that's the only one i could remember wow well Well, you know uh, it's it's the the big romantic gestures are always weird in middle school no matter whoever has the guts to do them they're never like oh that was a good decision it was like why did you get her two gallons of like her favorite orange drink, you know, with like a bag of Skittles? Like because when one gallon is in, enough. Because when dating in middle school requires the parent to take you to get pizza, your yeah, options are true. limited. <laughs> like, yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Now in high school, I went to a winter dance with a young lady from uh, uh, the, the school next to mine, and it, it was a multi high school dance. So uh, she tells me, "Oh, by the way, we're going to dinner." at my friend's friend's house. They're like having dinner for us. I'm like, all right, cool. And so she picks me up. We're driving there and we're, and we're getting closer to Jenny's house. Cause I know exactly where Jenny's house is. I always have, I, I'll know where it is at all times. Uh, Jenny's house she, that she grew up in right by the Grand Oak Creamery. Um, getting creepy. Move on. <laughs> that's where the light source, uh, uh, emanates from. Um, and so we pull up and I went, wait, are we, is it, is your friend's friend Jenny Doherty? She goes, uh, yeah. Do I do you know her? And I was like, uh, <laughs> we're dating. Uh, this is awkward. And so we go inside, and me and Jenny like see each other. And I'm like, hi, Jenny. And I'm like, much more, you know, outgoing and like, you know, confident myself at this point. And she was like, hi, hi. Still, her eyes were gems, but she barely talked to me at all that night. Oh. Wouldn't even dance with me at the dance. And her parents. Her dad never thought I was good enough for him, pretty sure, because he was like, Mitchell, hello. 
and then just like watched me the entire night. So, but I thought maybe I could, you know, turn her back to my favor that night. Maybe we'd get married, um, you know, start a family, <laughs> oh, her, farm in Virginia, raise chickens, cows, goats. Her dad um, knew people, you probably touched her butt at the high, at the middle school dance, and he will never forgive oh, you for that. He loved to chaperone that stuff. He definitely watched me grind on his daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've never never officially broke up, so hope hope springs eternal. All right, Brian, Brian, take us home. What's your number one? My number one is a little happy and a little sad. Uh, Oh. This is learning that you had an Aunt Carol, which is super happy. And then double happy is that you're you're coming into her well-manicured stock portfolio, which is also great, but it's because she died skydiving at 80 in a blaze of glory. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a big surprise. This is a lot of information to take in. One, one of your parents had another sibling you didn't know about. Uh, she was obviously a badass and was really good with her money. So I'm like, the fact that she thought of you, put you in the will, you inherited this 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 thing of Tesla, Apple, Nike stock that's been there just for years, just accumulating wealth. And she left it to you and your siblings and just such a nice thing, Aunt Carol. And then you have to read about the news story. It's in the paper about her like skydiving malfunction. But it's like you could like it says like a little quote at the end. It has her last words. It's like I lived a great life. <laughs> like she was, still, she was still all good with it. It was happy. It was she went out in a blaze of glory, doing what she loved, taking risks. She took risks in her stock portfolio, and she took risks <laughs> jumping out of that plane, baby. This is Aunt Carol, man. She's always just gonna be that 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 memory in your head now of what she could have been. Like, what would life have been if you got to meet Aunt Carol? And you know what? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good surprise. And what a great thing to think about for the rest of your life, <laughs> Aunt Carol. Wow, <laughs> what a life! Are you gonna take more risks after reading about uh, Aunt Carol? You know, uh, her body splattering on the ground. <laughs> no, I don't have to because I'm financially <laughs> secure for once. So oh, okay. I don't have to take these risks anymore because I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, Aunt Carol. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm only aware of mystery ants uh, leaving people stuff in wills with uh, like the clause in the in the will that says you have to spend the night in a haunted house or something. But she's just giving no, it to no. you. Oh, those are classic. What's great yeah. about Carol, she didn't have kids and uh, the other siblings uh, didn't really procreate. So it's like they were, they were, they, we were the only ones. She left a little bit to... Uh, her brothers and sister, but now it's like, man, I get the rest of this stuff. She she really did care about me. If she put me in the will, that's secret love. Wow. So, that's the best kind of love. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it? It is. If she thought, I mean, I just I got a stock portfolio. Is she, is, is she like how's she keeping tabs on you? This is if you have no idea. Facebook. She knows how to use Facebook. Maybe we were friends. Maybe she used an alias to friend request me, and I thought she was somebody else. And she's keeping tabs on me this whole time. Brian, uh, uh, let me tell you firsthand experience. Secret love is not the best, okay? All of Jenny's love was secret, and and I never got to know what it was about, okay? And it's not great. It's not great when you don't know. I like to think, though, that if I met Aunt Carol, that she would have had a sparkle in her eye that would have been made me a little bit more of a risk taker. But I'll never know because she's gone, splattered, dead you think, on the ground, you think, blood everywhere. You think Carol spells with a K or a C? Oh, I'm like going C. R's? Definitely a C. C. 
like a Christmas carol. Two R's, one L, two L's? One R, one L, like a Christmas carol. Makes me what? feel good. Oh, okay, okay. All Nothing right. special about her spelling, sorry. Okay, that's, that, that's all right, that's all right. Well, Generic um, spelling, I, I actually, great I, stocks. I actually think I once uh, sat at a roulette table with Carol in Reno in 98, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, that sounds like a similar lady. You were gambling at 12? How'd you get in? <laughs> My dad was in the bathroom. They got lax rules in Nevada. They got lax rules. <laughs> So I met Carol. It's a great time. Well, this this she would invited be... me to go skydiving, but I couldn't go that day. <laughs> this this would be an incredible Bring us back slide. on the rails. This would be an incredible surprise, but I I I don't know why she had to die in such a violent end. But uh, uh, I'm going to give you two points because it's that. surprising. <laughs> I'm giving you two points, and uh, Mitch, I it, it was a beautiful story. But uh, finding out that you are a serial flanderer all this time has left me deeply disappointed. <laughs> That's a bad surprise for me. So I'm only going to give you two points as well. And so I've hold on. But Nathan, 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 here, what's 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 the name of Dennis Rodman's father? Philander. Philander. That's pretty cool, right? He has something like 50 kids or something. Yeah. Yes, he does. There's, there's a word. And he lives for in that. the Philippines like, to avoid taxes. Nominative, nominative determinism is what they call that when. Oh, yeah, when you know somebody has a name, you just taught me something yeah. new. Uh, again, infotainment. Uh, so <laughs> infotainment. <laughs> I ran, I ran the numbers, didn't even have to take a break. So I'm going to give myself mm-hmm. a quick math bonus of one point. And then, oh, uh, wow. so it actually comes out to, uh, 11 for Mitch and 12 for Brian, but, okay. oh! but the house rule, oh. the surprising house rule, was oh. who would say huh? the single most yeah. surprising statement of the entire show, oh. which, of course, oh. was the completely implausible, <laughs> impossible eventuality of Carl Malone ever winning an NBA championship. So, Mitch, <laughs> you're, you're sneaking away with the draw. <laughs> so, well done. You couldn't give me two points for a W? Come on. <laughs> You love, Nathan, you love you love dropping a piece of meat between Brian and I, but just putting a little cage over it so we can't get to it. We're just always just drawing over and over, just fighting up. It is it is what keeps me going. All right, that's that's the end of the game, and now all that's left is for me to reveal my definitive list of the top five doors of all time. Number five, 10 Downing Street. The iconic black door at this famous address in London houses the executive branch of the government of the United Kingdom and is also home to the Prime Minister. It's one of the most durable front doors in history. Still has its original brass letterbox, lion's head door knocker that date to the 1770s, but the wooden door was reinforced with steel in the wake of IRA bombings in the 90s. Also, no one has a key and the door can only be opened from the inside. Quite a lot to think about for what is essentially a backdrop for crusty old white people to stand in front of while they lie to the nation they swore to serve. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, the Black Gate of Mordor. Black stone and iron spanning the entrance (laughs) to the Valley of the Mountains of Ash. With towers of teeth at each end, patrolled by orcs day and night, made this impregnable to those who dare challenge the forces of the evil Sauron. 
But Frodo, Baggins, and Samwise Gamgee wisely decided not to go through the door, but then they got into mortar <laughs> through a different way, despite being a combined five feet tall or something. Maybe the forces of evil should have invested in a more comprehensive and less cosmetic security system. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Door County, Wisconsin. This charming yeah. peninsula nestled on the shores of Lake Michigan in northeastern Wisconsin is a delightful vacation getaway known for its natural beauty, stunning state and county parks, quaint villages for shopping, and of course, mmm, those delicious pies featuring the incomparable locally grown cherries. Now that's a door you'd love to pass through. Mm. Number two, mm. a sturdy bathroom door. In your busy, <laughs> bustling home, oh. sometimes there's nowhere to get away from the mayhem except for in the bathroom. Whether reading a long tome while sitting on the throne or listening to relaxing new age music while soaking in a long bubble bath, that solid double lock bathroom door will keep the spouse, kids, relatives, and pets at bay while you get some much needed me time. And the number one greatest door of all time is Jim Morrison. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, he okay, was a yeah. useless, talentless oafish boar, a drunk with a three-note vocal range espousing atrociously bad poetry set to mediocre instrumentation and uninspired songwriting who happened to find fame because a whole generation was on too much LSD to understand how unlistenable the Doors music was. He should end up in the dumpster of musical history, only notable for being the most overrated figure in 20th century pop culture. He's one guy I would like to show the door. And that's this week's edition of Uber Go. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me has been from Berwyn, Illinois, that winning gas station scratch-off ticket worth $20. Brian Ernst. And from the Southport Quarter in Chicago, it's that extra $20 bill in your old winter coat. Mitch Brinkman. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hennenfent, as Bizbear always says, you gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to iron them, and know when to take them to the dry cleaners. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.